Welcome to Transcendent. I'm Joe, and I'm the dad. And I'm Raya, and I'm the daughter. Okay, we are on the second half of part two, which is um, a little bit, it was a two-parter, but we decided to stretch this out because there is a lot to talk about. I know, Raya, that you, you've had a lot of anger with this, and I know you've had a lot of grief with this. And I have a suggestion for people out there who are going through this, and that suggestion is I need to tell you first that it can drive you down to the point where it affects not only your mental health but your physical health as well. And later on in this podcast, we're going to tell you about a trick that we learned to keep you from losing everything, to keep you from really being down forever. There is a trick we can do. It's called the lockout, and it's coming up. But first, Raya, tell us about your anger. I experienced a lot of anger, stage two. I I experienced a lot of anger after everything fell apart. Before that, I didn't experience too much anger because I thought, well, there's got to be another solution. There's got to be another way if I can just find it. And I think once I transitioned and moved out of the house and it was really real, I went through all of these and I even still do sometimes. But that's where I really started to experience anger because I thought this is not fair. Why did I have to lose everything? Why did I have to lose my family and my marriage? Why did I have to lose my ministry? Why did I have to lose my calling and my destiny? Why did I have to give up everything that I had looked forward to, everything that I had thought about, everything that I had dreamed? Why did I lose all of this because of something that I can't make go away inside of me? It's not fair. And sometimes that would manifest itself in in just crying and, and in a sad depression and sometimes I would get angry and I would want to push back and I would say I how unfair it was and sometimes I would be yelling at God mm-hmm. and I don't think that that is wrong I, I think that the, if you look through in the Bible in the Psalms you see the psalmist will frequently pray prayers of anger towards God God why did you let us down again? Why did you not yes. go with us? Why are bad things happening? How long, oh Lord, will you forget me? Yes. And that's I right. experienced lots of those times. How long, oh God, will you forget me? Why are you forgetting this? Why are you letting, not just me, why are you letting my ex wife down? I tried everything that I know. This is not fair to her. This is not fair to me. None of this is fair. I was very angry. So you can. Understand out there, as you're hearing what we're saying, you can understand how difficult this is and how this is something that when when you hear what Raya is saying, you can understand who would choose this? Who would choose this? It's not a choice. It's not a choice to say, I want to lose everything. It just what doesn't make any sense. And that helps, I think, if you're on the other side, it helps to understand it's not a choice. It's not a choice. And that is where those of us 
who are on that side, those of us who are not the coming out but are have a relationship with the coming out person, it's our responsibility to, to, to understand and accept it because there's no negotiation. There's no convincing one way or another. There's no arguing back and forth. It'll only gi- drive a bigger wedge. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you get you get through to that fifth stage, which is acceptance. And just like when we grieve when someone passes away, there's a sense that we grieve when we come out that there was something good that we had looked forward to, that we had hoped for, that's never going to materialize. It will never be there again. And the relationship that I had hoped for, that's done. And it's not going to continue on. And the the way that I had viewed my calling will never be how it is again. That's mm-hmm. done. And the way that our family was will never be how it is again. And just like when somebody passes away, you almost don't want to get rid of the grief because you feel like in a sense that if you stop feeling bad, are you really honoring them and how much they meant to you and how much they they mattered to you? But eventually you get to the place where you realize there's nothing that I can do about it and feeling bad about it is not making things any better. You get to the place of acceptance. It's It's never a place of, excitement about what happened it's never a place where you where you're embracing it but you accept it there's nothing I can do that will change this and this is how it is now and I'm grateful for the time that I had with that person or in my situation I'm grateful for the time that I did get to have a a healthy marriage and I did get to live with my kids that is a time in my life that many people do not get to experience, mm-hmm. and I got to experience that, and, and I'm, I'm grateful for it. And I wish that I could have had more, but that time is done, and we're where we're at, and I accept that, and I'm grateful for what I had. Just like we wish that we could have more time with the people who pass away. Mm-hmm. We'd like to have more time with them, but you're absolutely right. And you can, you can think back and Sometimes the acceptance stage can take a long, long, long time. And sometimes it just comes in pieces. I'll accept a little bit and maybe a little bit more, but not this part. I haven't been able to accept that that part of it. And it can it can take a long time to get through that. Or acceptance can come very quickly and whether it does or whether it doesn't doesn't make it right or wrong it just makes it the way it is grieving is a natural process it's not something that we can say oh well we shouldn't be grieving of course we should and grieving not only is emotional it's also physical and one thing i want to say about that that's very important if you're grieving and you're in that grieving stage, whichever part of that stage you're in, the physical part of it can really uh, do a lot of damage to you. 
And I did learn one thing when, when, when we ran our business. I went through a period that I, I was almost out of business. It was right down to the end. I had, uh, I had done quite well uh, prior to that, and I had uh, saved up enough money that I could easily say my net worth was well, pretty close to $3 million. And then I had to take all the money out of my IRA just to keep making payroll and to keep the company going. And then there was all of the things, uh, the, 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 all of the publications that I thought were worth a lot of money were just going downhill, and suddenly they were worth less and less. And, and the biggest part of my assets suddenly became worth nothing. And that was a difficult thing for me. And so what did I do? I worried. I worried and I worried. I would come into the office and I would close that door and I would sit in the chair and I would think, what can I do? What can I possibly do? And I sat there and worried until one day I heard a podcast and this guy talked about one thing he could do to... Worrying is a natural process, he said, and there it's it's both mental and physical. And you can do this technique, which I'm going to share with you now because I did it and it worked. Take a time, set a time aside in your day to worry. It's okay. I'm going to worry from 2 until 4 o'clock. This really sounds stupid, but it actually works, I can tell you. You actually did this. I actually did this. And and the way I did it is if if you if you've ever been on a ship and I was on a troop ship coming back from Japan uh, with uh, 900 marines by the way and I was on a troop ship coming back and on a ship there is a thing called a lockout and if the ship gets hit or the ship is going to sink or is sinking they close the doors on one end and the other end and you are locked in this in this uh, egg. Uh, it could be your bunk. It could be where, but it's locked. So it's a, it's an air pocket and you're in there and you have no idea what's going on on the outside. It could be really terrible or it could be nothing. You could be getting saved. You don't know anything. All you know is you're inside this by yourself and you're not worried about what's happening, that something is hitting this or something is hitting that. And in the lockout, you're there and it's the rest of the rest of the world is away it's gone and that's how i was able to get through this i would do a lockout i would get to a point well actually it was it happened to be that summer that our entire family was in a musical together and when i would go to that musical it was a lockout for me i would refuse to think about my company and i would refuse to think about the fact that I'd lost just about everything. And I would refuse to worry about what's going to happen. And are we going to lose an employee? Or uh, is, are we going to be losing another one of our big advertisers? Or what was the situation? I wasn't, I wasn't allowing myself that time. It was lockout. And you, if, you're, if you're worrying right now, or if you're angry, or if you're concerned, or, or you're in the depression stage, Try the lockout. It works. And your body needs rest. And when you can't sleep, even your sleeping time isn't restful. 
you've got to be able to do that. And I, I can tell you, I can, I can be a testimony. It works. You can do the lockout not just with yourself when you're grieving. I wish I had known that. That would have been really helpful for me in those first year, in that I first year or two. Yeah. But uh, not just that, but also in your relationship in the family. If you're having difficulties getting along with somebody in the family, you can do the lockout as well. And in fact, that's how my oldest daughter ended up accepting me is that she said, I, I'm not okay with this. I don't accept how what your your decision here. I don't like any of this. I'm not okay. She went through this whole grieving process as well herself. But she did the lockout with me one time where uh, that was the very first time she said, okay, I can't do any of the rest of this, but I can lock that out right now and I can sit down and I can play a game with you. Mm-hmm. And we got out a game and we put it there and we sat and we played that game and we were able to look down at the tabletop and play the game and we were able to have a little conversation about the game and when we were done, we had had a time together and then from there on, then we could do a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. But that's where it started is she said, I'm going to carve out this one little space right here. And during this time, I'm not going to be angry with you about your transition. Instead, I'm going to just play a game and we're going to start to rebuild that relationship. I'm going to not let those feelings come in on the game right now that we're playing. Well, that just goes to prove that my granddaughter is very smart. (laughs) (laughs) She is very smart. She's about to graduate college. That's exactly right. I am not old enough to have a college graduate. How does this happen? (laughs) But uh, I did forget one critical point that you brought out. I said, oh, you could do this lockout for five hours. No, you probably can't. But you can start anywhere. You can do it for five minutes. You can do it maybe for an hour. You can do it maybe for two hours. And eventually, I I did build it up to five hours. I didn't start at five hours. But I also didn't start at five minutes either. I, I was able to do it by just turning my attention to something else and making it work. And it... It is a big help, and it's also a big help if you do it together and you begin to rebuild your relationship Mm -hmm. that way. But you didn't just pretend that there was no issue either. You didn't just assume, okay, well, now I'm going to to lock it out and it will never have a place. No, you said, I'm going to have time. I'm going to carve out time for this. And so if you're angry, maybe you're going through an experience where you are angry right now. You're in the place where somebody has just come out to you or you're coming out yourself and you are angry or you are in denial or you're trying, you're going through that bargaining or you're in that place of depression. That's okay. We go through those stages, carve out some space where you can have that, where you can experience those emotions because we need those emotions if you just try to push them, push them away and never experience them, then you're never going to get through to the fifth stage of acceptance. I, that's why I chose a time to do it, knowing that when that was done, uh, that I would, I would go back to, I was allowing myself then to worry, to think about what am I going to do about this, what am I going to do about that, but there was just that time I just wouldn't allow it. And it really, it helped me get through. That's good. 
That's really good. And so there's a lot of things we can do to grieve, but the most important thing that we want to do, no matter what we do, is create those positive relationships together. And that's yes. what we're all about. Or not not just create or maintain the positive relationship you've had. And I think that was the biggest key for the two of us. We never lost that. Yes, we, I, we both went through stages, but we never we never argued. We never pushed each other away. It was always, you could rely on me, and I could rely on you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we always had a relationship that, and we had a trust between us. Those relationships, there is nothing more important than that. That is the gold. That yeah. is what's worth investing everything in. Everything else you can give up, but the relationships you can never give up. Those are mm-hmm. so critical. Right. We'd like to hear what you have to say. If you have feedback on this podcast or anything else that we've talked about, or if you have something that you'd like to hear us talk about as father and daughter, we would love to have you email us at transcendent at gmail.com. We look forward to having you tune in on the next one. And we do want some suggestions from you on what you'd like us to address. And we'll be there, and and I can assure you we will talk about them. And we look forward to meeting with you again next week. Thank you for tuning in. See you again. (laughs) 